All right, Alexander, let's uh, revisit the Assange case because we have some news. Unfortunately, uh, not, not good news for uh, Assange. Uh, you told me before we started this recording that it looks like Assange will be uh, extradited to the United States given this recent uh, decision from the UK. That's absolutely correct. On. Yes, what's, what's actually happened is that he's now been refused leave to appeal by the High Court against the decision by Judge Baritza. This is the district judge at the Westminster Magistrates Court to allow his extradition to the United States. Now, can I just remind people of what happened? District Judge Baritza rejected all of the legal arguments made by um, Assange's legal team. She said... She said that on the legal issues, the United States had an absolutely watertight case for <laughs> Assange's extradition to the United States. I mean, I disagree. Lots of us here disagree, but that was what District Judge Baritza said. She, however, refused extradition on the grounds that she was worried that if he was extradited to the United States, the conditions in which he was held would be would put his health, his safety at risk. And I thought that probably would be a conclusive win because I didn't think the High Court would want to interfere with a decision like that. The United States appealed that decision. It, in effect, lost the appeal. And this is a point people don't quite understand because on the issues under which the United States, the, the grounds of appeal that the United States cited for saying that Judge Baritza was wrong, the High Court sided with District Judge Baritza on the health and those sort of issues. But they nonetheless decided to set aside Judge Baritza's decision because the United States gave assurances that if Assange did go to the United States, he would be properly treated there. So he was... He, the the, the um, High Court in London accepted assurances given after the hearing before Judge Baritza, the important hearing. They accepted those assurances, which is, to my mind, already extraordinary. They should certainly have been sent back to the to the trial judge, but they were never shown to the trial judge. The High Court accepted them. They were discussed at the end of an appeal hearing in which Assange won on all the grounds, <laughs> and the, judge, the High Court nonetheless said that those assurances should be accepted, even though, as I said, they were only argued over and debated for a couple of hours, whereas, really, I would have thought a topic of that kind of importance you would need at least two weeks of proper argument. So after that, I myself have never had much hope in this particular appeal because it seems to it's it seemed to me that this that the High Court was sooner or later and eventually going to decide to send Assange to the United States. Because clearly the forces involved were just too strong. And the High Court was not prepared to stand up to them. So the High Court dithered over Assange's appeal against Baritz's decision to extradite him to the United States. 
It did it for 11 months, which is unprecedented. I've never heard of such a thing in my lifetime. I think we discussed this in a previous programme. I think there were some rumours that Craig Murray floated, which I think we also touched on briefly at one point, that the High Court might even be waiting until the outcome of the presidential election in the United States was known before they made a decision. But anyway, that has turned out to be wrong because after 11 months they've made a decision. It's a three-page judgment, apparently, which is hardly adequate for a decision of this importance and of this nature, but they have refused Assange leave to appeal. There is no appeal under British law from this decision, so he has no right to challenge this decision in any British court. The only place he can challenge it now is in the European Court of Human Rights. The European Court of Human Rights could, in theory, order, order that he not be extradited to the United States until it's made a final decision on the case. I frankly think the chances of that happening are somewhere between zero and 0 0.1%. I mean, I, I, I think I would be flabbergasted if the European Court of Human Rights were to make a decision like that. So I have to say, I think almost certainly, almost inevitably, at some point over the next few weeks, Julian Assange will be extradited to the United States. And can I say, you said that this was bad news, and at multiple levels it is. At multiple levels, it is bad news for Britain. It's bad news for British justice. It seems to me that we utterly failed in this case, and disastrously. We have acted most wrongly in every aspect of handling Julian Assange that, uh, that, that there has been. So it's a bad decision for us. It's a very, very bad decision for journalism generally, because the United States has tried to argue at various times that things that Assange has done um, are not journalism, but they've not really been able to do that any longer. So, in effect, they're basically saying that any journalist who does the kind of things that Assange did, did expose the kind of things the United States is doing, could be subjected to this sort of procedure, this sort of case. I am not myself convinced that this is a bad decision for Julian Assange, and I'll tell you why. Because he has been stuck here in limbo, uh, in Britain. He's been held in Belmarsh Prison. He's been put through the hideous ordeal of all of these legal cases. It's been obvious to me for months now, for a year now, that the legal system in Britain was never going to deliver a proper outcome for him. It seems to me that in the United States, where there is still the Constitution, where you have a Supreme Court, he has just slightly more of a chance to prevail in legal terms than he does in Britain. I'm not putting this very, very high, but I feel that he's going from a jurisdiction, the British one, where it was hopeless, to a jurisdiction, the, the American one, where there might just be a little hope. And um, some weeks ago, I did a programme on Consortium News, 
uh, I was, you know, on their channel with an American jurist who is, I think, an um, academic as well as a practicing lawyer in an important university, somebody who knows about these things in great detail. And he actually thought that in American law, in an American courtroom, Julian Assange might actually have some strong defences under the Constitution. And he thought that his case stood much more of a chance in the United States than it does in England. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't add much to, to this that analysis, Alexander. I mean, my, my thoughts are that uh, if it was under a different White House, a different president, different DOJ, not Biden, then yes, Julian Assange is much better served uh, in the United States. He has a much better chance, I would say a very optimistic chance of, uh, of justice. But seeing everything we've, we've seen from, from Garland and, and the Biden White House and, and everything that we've seen over the past couple of years, I'm, I'm not as optimistic. No, I'm not optimistic. All I am saying is, in, in, I, I concluded, especially after that High Court decision, to, th to allow the American appeal purely on the basis of assurances. I mean, I, I, I still find it that extraordinary decision myself. But I, ever since that point, I, I have basically lost hope in the English legal system coming to a proper decision in this case. I mean, I, 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 so given a situation where you have no hope, you go to the one place where perhaps there is a smidgen of hope. And I also get the sense that in America, where, you know, Americans care about their, well, some Americans do, care about their constitution, and where there is the concept of the First Amendment, he would probably get more support both in the legal world and amongst the American public than Assange has ever received here in Britain. So it's a case for who place with very little hope to one where there is no hope at all. Uh, that is the that is the choice now. Who who fights for Assange in, in the United States, like from a legal perspective? How would that work? He gets extradited to the US, he loses his his UK lawyers, obviously they're not going to be able to represent him. In the U.S., no. I mean, what? Well, you have to happens? get. Do you know? You have to get to Assange when he gets to, to the U.S. He will have to get himself an entirely new legal team, and I, I have to say this: I mean, to be absolutely straightforward about this, the legal, the lawyers who have been arguing for Assange in the U.S. in the media, from Robert Barnes, our friend, to Alan Dershowitz, people like that, right across the political spectrum, noticed. I mean, they've been much more impressive and have shown a much keener understanding of this case than any of the lawyers in Britain, including, I'm sorry to say, some of them who have represented him. So I, I think that... I don't want to be critical of them. I think, on balance, they've done a good job. But this has been... This is a, a case that's been fought on American law. So perhaps better to fight it in the US... Can I just say, I, I think I said on one of our programmes, uh, if I had been advising Assange myself after that last High Court decision where they accepted the US government's assurances, my advice to him would have been, 
go to the US, fight the case there. Um, you have no chance of success in Britain. And so it's turned out. There's no, just to wrap up the video, there's no diplomatic way out of this. Australia, the Australian government. Um, well, <laughs> again, I, I, I come back to, I, I, I mentioned this on several programs, but, you know, some weeks ago I had a, there was a discussion I had with an Australian lawyer who was quite insistent, you, you know, this is, this is a while back, before the last Australian election, he said that the Labour Party, if they run the case in Australia, they might be willing to do something for Assange. The idea was that there might be some kind of a deal done. Assange pleads, oh sorry, Assange pleads guilty to some minor charge. Uh, the US drops all the other charges. The British then deport Assange to Australia and he's a free man in Australia. Well, I, I said I didn't have any hope that anything like that would happen. And I mean, nothing like that did happen. And I think the Australian political class has completely washed their hands of him. How sad. How oh, I mean, I sad. think, I mean, to right. say that it's sad is it, it, yeah. terrible. And as I said, I'm very sad for my country here because, um, you know, we did have principles and procedures in Britain. We never used to extradite people in political cases, for example. But we've apparently decided to do it in this case. I say apparently because I haven't seen the judgment yet. It hasn't yet been published. I only know that it exists and perhaps the judge has something to say about that. But, I mean, it's, it's apparently only a three-page judgment. So it's not going to go into these issues in any great detail. You know, uh, just to wrap up the video, uh, the, the last week you've seen uh, the news about Tara Reid. Um, moving to to Russia for protection. Uh, Edward Snowden has given some very interesting uh, interviews with uh, uh, Glenn Greenwald as well. He said some very interesting things, but you know he he pretty much revealed to to the world that Russia is the one place where he's he can actually live some sort of a, of a normal life, where he's protected enough to to live a normal life without having to worry uh, every day about. Uh, Getting, getting nabbed by, by the U.S. authorities. Uh, he said that during the interview. Uh, when they were considering countries like Germany or France, you know, he was advised, don't go there. They're, you know, they're, they're going to buckle under U.S. pressure, the U, like the U.K. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked about the reasons why Russia was never an option for Assange. He, he, he got boxed in by the likes of Hillary Clinton and the DNC and the Democrats. It's very sinister what they did to WikiLeaks and Assange. They understood that by labeling WikiLeaks and Assange as some sort of Putin propaganda outfit and operation, it would, it would force Assange, who, who is a man of, of incredible integrity. He said, I can't go to Russia. I, I imagine he, he rationalized it as Russia is out of the question because it would just reinforce that narrative that the Democrats and Hillary Clinton and the DNC put out about me. I mean, I, that's exactly is what that a correct said. assessment? That is but, I mean, I, I happen to know that that is what you know, I never said. want to look in the past and say what ifs, yes. but given all the stories of, of last week with, with Tara Reid and Snowden, you always ask yourself if he had just been able to, to go to where he would have been protected. I, I have absolute 
certainty that that is what he said, that that is what he said many times, that he would go anywhere in the world, basically, but not to Russia. <laughs> I, 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 I've heard, heard that from absolutely excellent sources. I have no doubt that he did, in fact, say that. And the reason he said that was partly to protect his own reputation, by the way, but primarily to protect WikiLeaks, which, as you absolutely rightly say, Hillary Clinton and her sidekicks have represented as an arm of the Russian intelligence community, which it isn't. They really, really... Uh... What they did to him, yeah. They they understood. They understood his psychology, and they they understood it really well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's why they yes they branded WikiLeaks as a Russia. Okay. Uh, any other final thoughts? Well, let's see what happens in the United States. I mean, I I, I you know <laughs> always hold out hope for the United States. I'm not going to pretend I've been repeatedly disappointed over the last few years. But, you know, this is the next test, if you like. We'll see what happens. I mean, bear in mind, you have a much stronger appeal system in the United States than you do in Britain. Now, in the United States, he could, in theory, take his case all the way up to the Supreme Court of the United States. As you correctly said, uh, it's a federal case, so I, I would have thought the route was open to him. It, it, it might last a while, take a time for him to get there, but... Surely that's better than this hideous ordeal he's been through, put through in London, which has been astonishing at multiple levels. All right, we'll end it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, and Telegram. And Duran shop 10% off. Use the code good day. Take care.